trademark infringement, ad account shutdowns, mastermind trips, and one tired mama. Oh, May. This is May's 2021's income report, and it's all kinds of stuff happening. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hello, 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 Serve Scale Soar family. Y'all, I am so excited to dig into May 2021. Oh my goodness, was there all kinds of stuff that happened. And I'm excited to break down some really important lessons I learned in May for you and our income. But before we do that, we are working on episode 100 is coming up very, very soon. But before that does, we definitely would love to hear your feedback about the show. So if you haven't left us a review yet, we would love for you just to take two minutes to leave an honest review if this podcast provides you any value at all. That is the biggest thing you can literally give us for holding this podcast each and every single week is just a review. And I want to spotlight one of our listeners this week. It is Meredith in Miami, which is one of our amazing students. And I was so excited to see her review come through and she said five stars. Brandy Surf Scale Soar podcast is inspirational. I love the honesty of her monthly income reports. I get it so many ideas on how I should invest in my service-based business for maximum growth. Thank you, Meredith. And I hope this one is just as inspirational and honest as all the other ones. So May 2021 was an interesting month. It was full of challenges Lessons learned and definitely revenue, but I think it's one of the most challenging lessons learning type of months I've ever had in my business. And they always say new level, new devil. And I've never, ever liked that saying because that implies that you had other devils before. And I don't believe that these are devils. I really believe that these are learning lessons, but that phrase definitely kept on coming to mind in the month of May. So one of the first things that happened in the month of May is my ad account did not get shut down. I got shut down as an advertiser. And so what exactly does that mean? That means that I can no longer advertise for myself or for clients, which at this point, I don't have any more one-on-one clients. And so thank goodness that was not a concern for me. But it also meant that we could not advertise on Facebook and I couldn't add anyone to my ad account to like take over my ad account because I could no longer have any control over that ad account because I was blocked as a user. And so what did this bring up? It brought up a few things. One, how much do we rely on Facebook ads? And that was a scary thing. Last year with 1.2 million, we only spent 55,000 on ads. So when you look at that, you're like, oh, well, that's not a lot. But that 55,000 also drives traffic that keeps me from having to do a lot of organic stuff and things like that that aren't my favorite activities. So when you look at those from a financial standpoint, you're like, oh, but it would be fine. And that's true. But it's also like, dang, we do rely on Facebook ads. And so how can we diversify? So what does that look like? Is it YouTube ads? Is it Pinterest ads? It doesn't mean we're leaving Facebook. 
also, it was a realization that any of these platforms could go away tomorrow. And then what would we do? We focus heavily on our email list. So we do have a good size email list for how long I've been in business. We have about 7,000 on our email list and we nurture them every single week. You get these podcast episodes sent to your inbox every single week. So in that sense, we're probably doing better than a lot of people. However, it still gave me some like red flags. Like what do we need to do? And so that's where YouTube, Pinterest, all those things are also going to be coming into our marketing budget along with organic traffic. The next thing is we had to set up my husband with an ad account and he was already an admin on my business page and everything like that. So we do have ad accounts set up. They will be run through my husband, but that runs through my business. So you as a user would not even know the difference. It just means that we have to be really careful. We have separate computer, all this stuff. Facebook's crazy. And the really sad thing about this is they said, we don't have to tell you what you did wrong. You didn't have any disapproved ads or nothing. They just decided to do what they wanted. And that's part of using the free platform, I guess. And so they took away my advertising privileges. So that was like a big, I mean, that took me a minute to recover from, not from a like financial sense or anything like that, but for a mental sense, because the other thing that I thought about is, wow, if I would have had one-on-one clients, this wouldn't have been great. And it actually happened to one of our students where not his ad account, but him as an advertiser was banned from advertising, which means he can't run ads for any clients anymore. And I started thinking about this and I was like, man, you know, like this could happen to anyone and it's not just Facebook. So any of our ad managers, like if you're tied up in Instagram and let's say you get blocked from Instagram and you're a social media manager, like then you can't do that. There's also other things. These platforms technically could go away tomorrow. And one thing I realized is we all have amazing skills, no matter what service you're providing now. You're gaining so many skills where you would be able to pivot very quickly to offer a different service that didn't require Facebook ads. So I was talking to someone and a digital marketer just had a webinar and I watched it just because I like to watch webinars sometimes. And it was on becoming a fractional CMO. And I just watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, I would have all the skills to do this because of what I learned from running Facebook ads. And I would never have to run a Facebook ad campaign again. And so this is what I want you to know, that we all have what it takes to be able to pivot. And we're learning skills now that no matter if these platforms are around a month from now, two years from now, five years from now, we are gaining such valuable skills that these skills can transcend to anything. And so this isn't to say Facebook and Instagram ad managers, you should be worried. It's absolutely not that. It's to show you that you can have the skills that you're gaining now. And you can always pivot in our business, no matter what this is. Let's say that podcasting, like Apple decided, hey, we're going to do it where it makes it super easy for you to edit your own podcast and throw it up there. So it's one of those things. It's just not Facebook and Instagram ads. So I don't want you to freak out. I just want you to know that you have what it takes to pivot your skills that you're learning now and go in a different direction if you had to. And that should be so empowering. As service providers, we're behind the scenes. We get to see so much of people's businesses. We're picking up skills that we don't realize that we're doing, but you know how to do these things that can easily pivot into a different service. And so with that should come empowerment. So this happening just gave me a lot to think about and we're totally fine. We're going to have ads 
It also made me realize that if I would have had an ad manager on my account, we would still have my account because they would have had access to it. And so that brought up the next thing is I'll be honest with y'all and we'll talk about some other things that happened in this month, but I'm tired. I am one tired mama. And when I was talking to my bookkeeper, this has been a concern for about the last two months that I've just felt like really tired and exhausted. And I always think that I have really good work-life balance and everything. But when we were looking at our ongoing payroll for the team, besides my revenue, we have 2,450 is what our team cost us. And she was like, Brittany, you're running a million dollar business and your payroll is so low. Like this is a concern. And it is a concern because this is why I'm so tired because I'm trying to do everything and be the CEO the chief marketing officer, all the ads, all the organic. I mean, we don't do a ton of organic, but we do do some. The content producer, all of the operations. And then thank goodness we have Janessa who helps with the fulfillment side on the back end, like support and all that. But I am like running a million miles a second and I'm tired. And it really caught up with me in May when... We had a lot of stuff happen. The ad account, or not the ad account, me, got shut out of advertising. And I'm starting to look back on this now because we're in June as I'm recording this. And I was like, May was just like a sign for me to slow down. Like I have to slow down sometimes and I have to realize when I need help. And I think this is sometimes so hard for us as women. Also, I'm in Enneagram 8. It's hard for me to ask for help. And so one of the things that we decided to do is put together a budget and some applications to hire some positions. And so I'll talk about that more next month because we actually made a hire in June now, but we'll talk about that in June. But I realized like I'm tired because I'm trying to do everything. Even if I'm taking off three-day weekends or only working four days a week, stuff like that, I'm still doing a lot and that's exhausting. And so May was really just a wake-up call for me to know that like I need some more help. So with that being said, the other thing that came up is we dealt with four copyright trademark infringements. So SurfScale Store should be finishing up our registered trademark any month now. This is a long process. No one tells you how long a process getting a registered trademark is. We're working with our attorney, but it's really a 12-month process. And we've been knee-deep in this for a while now. And part of having a registered trademark is you have to like defend your trademark. If you don't defend your trademark, then you lose it. So that's kind of how this works. And so I always think that people have the best intentions. Like, I don't think people honestly copy people on purpose. I think that it's this weird world that we live in that everything gets meshed together. We hear one thing here, one thing there, and accidents happen. And so in May, it just seemed like all the accidents happened. We had two students that I just had to have hard conversations with. They did not at all copy or anything on purpose. And then here's the other thing. I'm not on social media a lot. Y'all know this. Like I'm not on there. So I don't see these things. And so they get brought to my attention in DMs and emails and things like that. And I'm so grateful for people who are listeners, are community, who just want to protect our community. And they send me these things. And I so, so appreciate them because otherwise I would never even see them. So we had to have two conversations with students who just, I honestly 100% did not think it was on purpose or anything, but kind of stepped over the bounds with copyright and trademark and just stuff like that. 
And they were hard conversations. And as the CEO, I had to have these conversations and they're not fun. And they both went amazing, like totally fine. But it's just like a lot of energy to even have to put into that. And then another one was by a peer, someone else in the industry. She totally did not mean to do it. But there was a lot of like another uncomfortable conversation. And you get this like gut feeling. And I'll tell you, I had all kinds of like mindset stuff because I was like, she has so many more followers than me. If anyone saw this, they'd think that I was copying her. And then it got me down this spiral of like, oh my gosh, we have to grow our followers. And I just want to be honest with you, like this is the mindset that I was in and it was not a fun mindset. And then we had a fourth one all in one month. And this one was serious because we had no relationship with this person. It was very, 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 very close to ours. Once again, it was sent to me by other people. And my whole thing is if something's sent to me by other people and they see it, then it's too close. Like branding, not our new branding, but it was very close to our old branding. The names are almost identical. And this was a hard one because I don't know the people. So it wasn't just an easy conversation. So we have an attorney that we use for our trademark, any copyright infringements, things like that. And so we had to reach out to him and get this situated. And we're still in legal matters with this. This is not an easy like thing. And so I'm just telling you that like, this is the whole new level, new devil thing, which I hate that saying, but I can't even think of something better right now, where it was just like a lot of mental energy was drained in May with these kind of things to a point, like I got to the point where I was like, what's even the point? Just like, who cares? But then it also comes down to, you know, we have to protect our brand. And if we don't protect our brand, who will? And so having a legal team for this is definitely amazing. I never want to take things legal unless we have to. And three of those cases never had to end up in legal issues. But it doesn't change the fact that they're just draining conversations to have. But as the CEO, you're taking on the responsibility to protect your brand, your assets that are truly yours. And so I will go to bat for Serve Scale Store all day long and protect it. That is exactly why we're getting a registered trademark. And just I want us to know that we all need to be really careful when we are creating names for our companies, when we're creating names for our courses. And do a little bit of digging, like do a Google search, actually look, I got excited about a project that we're looking to do in the future. And the first thing we started doing was Googling names. And I actually, the name that I wanted, I was so sold out on it and everything. And then we were like, wait, maybe we should Google this. And we Googled it and it was taken, like we can't use it. And so then it was like, ah, back to the drawing board. And so we came up with a name and then I bought the domains. I've grabbed the Instagram handles. This isn't something that will happen probably for two years, but we went on and grabbed the assets. So we have that. And so it takes a little bit of Googling, but with a little bit of Googling can go a long way. Also asking friends like that you're close with, have you ever heard of anything like this? Does this sound familiar? And then just being really careful that you are just making sure that when you create programs or anything, you're doing it in the most ethical way possible. And this is a conversation that we have a lot in beta to biggie is what is copying? What is not copying? When is an idea no longer someone else's, but yours? And this is a hard place to navigate because in this information world, 
everyone's teaching the same thing. <laughs> like there's like 20 people that are teaching webinars and it's actually way more than 20. So this is what I talked about in one of the previous things is I joined DCA so I could get a momentum. So if Amy Porterfield ever opened up a mastermind, I'd like be in the know, but I have never, ever opened up DCA because beta to biggie is not completely built out to its fullest capacity until we optimize the content and stuff. And so I would never want to see what Amy's doing inside of DCA and accidentally copy something inside of beta to biggie. And here's the thing, Amy Porterfield did not invent webinars. Like she started doing like learn that whole world working with Tony Robbins and the other guy, Lewis Howe, and then like Russell from ClickFunnels teaches webinars. So here's the deal. None of this is new content information. It's presented in a different way with a new twist. But it gets really confusing sometimes to know what's your ideas and what's someone else's. And so that's the great thing about Beta to Biggie is we have opened up this whole community of honest conversations. Can we have this honest conversation? And that's a community, a safe community to do something with. And it's hard. It's so hard. So if you've ever found yourself like, oh crap, is this right or this wrong? Just know that you're in the right just by thinking that. Because if you're someone who's actually thinking those things, that means you're not going to copy someone to begin with if you're worried about it. Okay, so we talked about the getting kicked out of Facebook, um, trademarks and copywriters, just being tired and knowing that it's time to expand the team. I think there comes a point where you're just like, you know what? It can't just be me anymore. And it's not. Janessa is amazing. Steph does our podcast, but really it's just Janessa and I running the whole thing. And we're at this point, I just realized the other day that the company in less than three years has done over 2 million in revenue. We cannot be the only ones that are running the ship. And so what does our next hires look like? We need to do them so I can get some rest. And then something really exciting that happened, which I'm like beyond excited to talk about is two live events, y'all. I got to go to two live events and it just feels like too long. (laughs) It was too long. One of them was for a mastermind that I'm in with Stu McLaren. And he, of course, is in Canada, so he couldn't be with us. But the East Coast, some of us got together. We were out in the woods and mountains of North Carolina. I didn't even know you could go three hours west to where I live in Charlotte and be still in North Carolina. And it was a beautiful town. We were out in the middle of nowhere. We had no service. And it was so, so beautiful. And so I did two days there. But then the best one was I'm in a peer mastermind with some amazing people. And we went to Nashville and we got there like the day that they took away the mask rule. So it was just, it felt like so normal, which was so nice and needed. And we got to go to Ramsey Solution. I didn't know much about Dave Ramsey, but going and seeing his company that they paid cash for this $80 million building in cash. And then seeing the company culture and how they put their values everywhere and getting to hear behind the scenes of like what they've done to grow the business online. Oh my gosh, it is something that I will always remember for a lifetime. And it inspired so much in me, one, to bring on a team. It was like the whole time I was like getting all these signs all of May that we need to hire. And then to see the values, how they displayed them and to see the values of the company within everything they do was so, so inspiring. And it was a trip of the lifetime. I met incredible people. I got to spend time with people that two years ago I would have like dreamed about sitting at a table with. And it was just such an amazing experience, y'all. And it made me realize nothing ever virtually 
can replace live events. Like it's just not possible. The connections, the relationships that were formed and built during that trip are not able to happen virtually. And it was just such a gift to be able to do that. And to have Ramsey Solution, which was an incredible company, just like welcome us and show us behind the scenes. I was at the bookstore at their office and I didn't know a lot about Dave Ramsey besides the envelopes. And so I was getting like entree leadership and I got Riley a book and I picked up two other books and I'm going to pay for them. And I have like five books, a coffee. And they were like, no, 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 it's on us. And like, we're like, don't worry about paying us. And I was like, what a generous company. Like, holy cow, like so generous. And it was just such a neat experience. And like I said, if you can get to live events, like get to them, nothing replaces meeting people in person. So those are some of the big highlights of what happened in May. Like I said, it was definitely a time for me to reflect and realize what we need to do to move the company forward. But not only that, serve our audience better because the best thing for my audience and for y'all is for me not to be tired, but to take care of myself and also to bring on some more people to support all of what we're doing and helping more people come home to be with their little ones, create their own success on their own terms create more financial freedom and choices. And I want that. And Janessa and I cannot do it alone. and <laughs> We need some help. So I'm excited about taking y'all through the journey of making some of our first hires. These will all be employee positions. And I'll tell you the ups and downs and all arounds for that. So what we did, some of the things that happened that I did want to just talk about is we did 50,421 all cash money in the bank last month in May. That was probably one of our lowest months in a while. And that's okay. We didn't have anything going on. I traveled a bunch, you know, we didn't run any ads. So that was the other thing. This was without any ads, which is kind of cool. It just kind of showed us that we can do things without ads as well, which I just, I think ads are such a powerful tool, but I'm glad we don't have to rely on them. And so our expenses before we had to pay the federal taxes to the government, were 21,599. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so good. Like that's way above 50%. I was so excited. And then I was going through and I was like, Oh my God, we have to pay federal taxes. And so I paid federal taxes and this was for 2020. This was the rest of our tax bill. So just put this in perspective, in April, we had to pay quarterly taxes for 2021. In May, we paid taxes for 2020, our balance. And then next month in June, we'll have to pay quarterly taxes again. And it's like, bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, oh, I'm not a fan of the tax man. So with paying taxes, we had to pay 64,715. Yep, I'll say that one more time for you. 64,715, which actually put us negative for the month, 35,893. But this is why it's so important to have an amazing bookkeeper. And I would say not even bookkeeper. What Emily does for us is so much more. She does projections. And so we'd save for this. So I paid it no problem. Like we're still super cash positive overall. This month we were definitely in the red, but we were cash positive which is incredible because we've paid taxes now two months and then June will be three months. And these are pretty big tax bills and we're able to pay them and the business still goes on because we plan for them. So one thing I don't want you to do, and I talked about this last month, is not plan for taxes. What do they say? The two things you can always count on in life is death and taxes. So make sure you're saving up your taxes. And so we paid that 
Another thing that we had going on, I talked about how our ongoing team bill was only $24.50. And then our Facebook, we did have $2,000 in ad spend, but that was from the previous month. The bill just went through in May. We had to pay $2,500 for legal fees for all the trademark issues. And then the other thing that we had that I really want to just bring up because I don't think enough people talk about it is we did have one person refund in CFC. So convergence for clients, we have a 60 day refund policy. That's like insane, like super nice. And out of 76 students, we had one refund and we grant the refund. Like they did it. It's there for a reason. They were so nice. They just decided like Facebook ads weren't for them. They did all the work. And they were within their 60 days and they refunded and it's totally fine. But one thing that I want us to remember is that keeping people is really important because when you can show up, you can provide an amazing course experience, amazing membership experience. People don't ask for refunds. And in this case, they did. And that's totally fine. And Janessa gave them a refund. Not a big deal. I hope they're doing so well. They just decided this wasn't for them. But here's the thing, y'all. When people give these massive numbers, one thing that they're forgetting to also think about is like, what is the refund? And so the refund rate is actually really high in the online space. So an average refund rate is 8% of people will refund on your products. And I was like, 8%? That's like a ton. I would be so upset if we were at 8%. And so all I want you to know is that When we hear all these big numbers for launches and all that kind of stuff, that we're not seeing the whole picture. And so let's not get caught up in the comparison game of they're having $100,000 launches, $200,000 launches, but maybe they have a 10% refund policy. And that's the stuff that we don't see. And that's one thing that part of these income reports is to talk about the things that other people aren't talking about. So when I was going through our reviews, And I saw that we had one refund. I wanted to share that with y'all. We had one refund and that's just part of it. And you have someone else that does all your billing. So Janessa does all of our cancellations. She handles all that. I don't handle any of that because I think sometimes we get attached to these things and I just want to show up and serve my students. I don't want to be attached to failed payments. I don't want to be emotionally attached to refunds or anything like that. Now, if we had like 10 refunds or even five refunds, I would have been like, whoa, 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 what's going on? What can we do to make the experience better so people don't want to give refunds? And so that's one thing we definitely are always looking at, but know that refunds, cancellations, stuff like that happens. And until it becomes a consistent issue, it's not a reflection on you. And so it's just a number, another piece of data to keep a pulse on. So that was May 2021. Crazy month, y'all. And we're coming out on the other side. And what I'm so glad about is I can sit back and reflect on what happened in that month and now be in June in a different headspace. Am I still tired? Yes. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I'm not not tired. Until we bring on more people to help us on the team, I will probably still be tired. And so I am excited because June, we're in June. So next week, Austin and I will be celebrating our seventh wedding anniversary and like a really long time of dating. Our dating and wedding anniversary are on the same date, which is a fun fact. And we are going to Disney for a week without our child. So I'm super excited about that to get some rest and relaxation. And one thing I want y'all to take note of is I've talked about burnout's real. We have a whole podcast on it. So if you're failing these, just know that you can do something about it. And it doesn't mean that you're failing at business or anything. Go check out that podcast episode on burnout. 
And just know that it's so important that you take note of how you're feeling and what we can change in our business to make sure that we're not draining, we're not tired, but we're living the best that we can for not only ourselves, but our family and our business. And it all flows together. So we have to be taking care of all of it. So that is your honest look at May 2021. I'm excited to share with y'all next month, June 2021, and our next income report. Until then, y'all, go out, serve your clients, scale your business, and soar into the six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.